You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, good sir, how is you? This is a new day. The world is anew. Mm-hmm. Um, there is joy and optimism. In Whoville? Abound. Hmm? I saw, I was making a Grinch, the, the Grinch Stole Christmas reference. Joy in Whoville, but uh, joy in Detroit, I'm taking it. Oh, 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 yes. I mean, rename us Whoville. Rename <laughs> the town Whoville. We are the Whoville Lions. All the Who's in Whoville. How does it feel to have a win? This is a different win, Chris, and I won't even, I don't know if that was sarcasm or if that was sincerity, but we're in such a state. We're in such a state. This is what happened while I was watching. The fury, the fury come over me mm-hmm. because of what was happening, how they handled that last, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. How they handled that last four and a half minutes was just, it was so typical that it's like, I'm going to eat the burnt toast. Like this stupid toaster. I never get a new toaster, but it, it burns my toast every morning. And what am I even mad for? I'm going to eat the toast. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the machine pops out, beautifully made toast. Even though I could smell the burn, I'm like, this is same old shit. Mm. It was just, I actually, I think I was on the phone with my mother and I said, they're about to win. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so crazy. It feels so good. Can't you tell? Well, and it's, it's nice too, because you're not in the typical situation in, in a draft class where you're like, Oh man, that this law, this win, that's going to cost us our Trevor Lawrence or our Joe Burrow or somebody like that. Like, eh, worst case scenario, you win another game and you get the other defensive end, and they're they're roughly equivalent. Right, 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 right. I I even think, I mean, I think Hutchinson, and, and this may be some t- sort of, you know, bias that Michigan bias floor, you know, at some point. But I think Hutchinson's floor is is much higher. Oh yeah, agree. Um, so I would, you know, I wouldn't mind. Um, but I also think that it rating his his uh, his potential mm-hmm. would would be completely unfair if he stays home, so to speak. So I kind of don't want to deal with that at the same time. So yeah, I have no commitment to either. He does feel like more of a, a Dan Campbell guy than Kayvon Thibodeau does, and that is the thing. I think you sell that ticket like like hotcake. Yeah. No, you can, you can definitely, I mean, I guess that kind of works out that you can justify, it stinks that it's a year that doesn't have the superstar quarterback, but like, we get the Michigan star, the Michigan star stays home. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, in a year like this, in a year like this, you can sell it, like in a year like rebuilding, uh, uh, what is it, blue collar, like mm-hmm. the stuff, the stuff, Dan Campbell, like you said, and then you get Aiden Hutchinson who... Sorry, every to all the listeners who's like white, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get like a, even though he's a physically incredible, incredible specimen, like you get that you know that bias, like I said, where it's like, oh yeah, he's gonna work harder than the guy next to him. You at least know that for a fact, and that actually would feel good. Yeah, no, I agree. That probably that that has got to be like he's a culture changer, and that's mm-hmm. you, you gotta like that for this organization. Sorry, I'm I'm watching just insanity play out right now. So, 
What's um, happening? Yeah. Look, that's exciting. We have got a lot to talk about this week. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to look at all of the week 14 NFL lines. And a little bit later, we're going to hop on the Wisdom app. And it won't be part of the podcast, but you know, feel free to check it out. Uh, it will be available on our social media and stuff like that. Not sure what we're going to talk about. Maybe football, may not be. We'll see how it goes. But certainly a lot of football to talk about until then. Where are you? I sent you a hashtag that said simply, extend Goff. Are you on board yet? <laughs> I've stared at that hashtag since the game-winning touchdown. Trying to figure out what um, iPhone, iMessage expression to use that's appropriate that's where i'm at with it i still haven't decided i'm definitely leaning no but it's just like, like a thumbs up works mm-mm, mm-mm. it might it might call for something a little more uh just thumbs down ish i think i think it's thumbs up feels right to me um i don't know well, the, i guess the problem is what do you do at the quarterback position if if it's not him because you're not bringing in you're not bringing in a high level veteran to, for this team and it, it seems like unless you, I mean, I conceivably you take a quarterback at the top of the second round, but I'm not a big advocate of taking a quarterback in the second round, because if you need a quarterback bad enough, you should take one in the first round. And if you feel like you can wait, you should wait and take him with a less premium pick. Right. Unless like some weirdo thing happens where a first round grade gets knocked to the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. It uh, It's tough. It's tough because... I'm trying to think of a comparison or, you know, someone who, you know, wants to add to their resume or reignite their career with with an understanding that I'm not staying long term, but I definitely want to play my best. I'm not old. I'm not young. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, green or wet behind the ears. And I'm trying to think of that. I mean, Gardner Minshew would be one. Hey, Gardner, you cannot have Gardner. I Gardner's figured you were, all, you were you were you were protective and defensive of that. So I'm hey, trying let to throw, think, let me throw a crazy name at you, and let, yeah. maybe maybe Dan Campbell wants to make a splash. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Deshaun, I I'm for it. I think it's it's an easy thing to say you're for. S- starting with next year's first round pick. I'm for not, it. Not best year, year. Best year to trade away a number one pick. Best year ever. The future number one pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, any yeah, yeah. any year that's not the current year is the best year to trade a first round pick. True, 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 true. I'm I'm looking at uh, I found an NFL.com list of ranking the best second round quarterbacks since 1970, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, these these are as I it's said the the best quarterbacks drafted since 1970 in the second round. Number ten, Neil Lomax. Number nine, <laughs> Cordell Stewart. Cordell made a Pro Bowl. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. It's crazy. It it, Num- it doesn't feel right that it's only one. Yeah. Well, and he suffered from coming into the NFL in the wrong era. If he came in right now, mm-hmm. he's probably a different player. And Antoine mm-hmm. Randall is probably the same case as well. Um, yep. Number eight, Jake Plummer. Number seven <laughs> is Ron Jaworski. Number five, or, or number six, sorry, is Andy Dalton. Number five <laughs> is Randall Cunningham. Uh, number four, a guy named Boomer Esiason. Number three, Derek Carr. Number two, Drew Brees. And uh, number one, selected all the way back there. 
quite some time ago by the uh, Atlanta Falcons, one Brett Favre. Oh my gosh, yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. He's, uh, can I add, how is, Drew Brees is the record holder, like he had the, the most yardage in NFL saying. history, he's a 10-time Pro Bowler, how is he second, I guess Favre was a three-time MVP? I'm saying though it has to. I mean, no, no, no. What the the filter I was just about to place it through would disqualify Breeze also. So uh, how so? I can't. I was gonna say how can a guy who the team that drafted him he didn't find that level yeah. of success with, but you know, same for Breeze. Well, those that, that was a tough kid. You know, the Favre situation is a is a unique one because it's not like he had a a long opportunity to show what he was capable of in, uh, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And, you know, speaking of coming into the NFL in the wrong generation, still one of the most electric players to ever play the game, but you know, Randall Cunningham coming into the NFL today would be viewed very differently than he was before. Oh my gosh. The arm strength, the, the mm-hmm. deep ball accuracy on top of the arm strength and, and his, the, yeah. the ability yeah. to run, to run. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to even think of s- someone kind of like him now who i would say the guy who came to mind immediately would be vince young if vince young had a better arm yeah exactly i think that's that's spot on that's spot on a, a, a better vince young and, yeah so basically everyone but <laughs> uh, so i guess i guess my um my hypothesis that you can't get a good quarterback in the second round has been proven incorrect and you should just do that and, you know, you take Carson Strong or Sam Howell or whoever drops and uh, he'll end up being Brett Favre, 100% guaranteed. There you go. And, I mean, when you talk about NFC North, I mean, it was NFC Central once he made it over. But NFC North, you know, I think you can make a case. Well, I'm happy you got your win. I am. Thank uh, you. It's been... It's been an interesting week in Philadelphia, well, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, because this is going to surprise you, Mario. There has been a little overreacting in terms of Gardner Minshew's play. You know who doesn't help that slash does help that? Gardner Minshew himself. I can't even. The guy's amazing. Like, he's he's just great. You have to root for him. You have to think that all your problems are solved. You have to think that he's worth following around with a camera. Yeah. There's no complaining here, I think. There's a video of uh, of the game on Sunday where he was just like going over and high-fiving people in the stands, and he saw a fan wearing his jersey, and like Minshew just goes nuts. Just absolutely <laughs> Wait, nuts. the Eagles version of his jersey? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just like lost his mind, was like jumping up, high-fiving the guy, signed an autog- you know, signed the jersey for him. Like he's <laughs> just in the locker he- room. I know, yeah, right. Like, let's be friends. You want to, you want to, you want to dress up? You know, cosplay Top Gun. That'll be fun. Um, the, these quarterbacks in Philadelphia are very easy to root for. I just, I wish you could, in some somehow, combine them, and you'd have a really good player. You'd have a bit, yeah, yeah. You'd have a very good quarterback if you combine the two. Still, not a ton of arm strength. There would be that one weakness, but uh, yeah, if if Hertz could throw like. Like Minshew can, or Minshew could run like Hertz can. Man, that would be a good player. That's what that's what everyone's searching for. I don't think it's your worst problem to have. It's the, it's actually the bittersweet part about it is that you're now in quarterback purgatory. Uh I don't know if that's the case. I I think I think Hertz is the unquestioned starter. It's just gonna be 
it's going to be more and more annoying every time Hertz has a bad game because we've now seen a very good game from Minshew. I mean, what, 18 of 19 for like, or 14 of 15 for a buck 82 and a couple scores in the first half. And that only incompletion was, uh, was uh, a throwaway. So every time Hertz struggles, you're going to hear, well, Gardner should be playing. Gardner should be playing. Maybe. Do you believe that? No. I think you... I Look, I, I very much like the Gardner-Minshew trade when it was made because you're trading a sixth-round pick, and it was effectively free at the end of the day because you got a sixth-round pick from the Jets for Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. So you get this guy for free. He is... A very, very, very high-level backup quarterback. Very, very fringy starting quarterback. And But that's what he is, and that's what he's always going to be. That is amazing value for a sixth-round pick. He's just... He's not a starter. He's not a long-term starter. It's not what he is. He he can... Once... I'll tell you what. Once Ryan Fitzpatrick goes away, he can be the mercenary that goes and plays for a new team every single year, puts up good stats, and for some reason, the teams just don't win. <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, like that's the optimism I like to hear. I don't know if I'm exactly there with you. I think that there is some. Oh, he's no Jared Goff. <laughs> look, look, look! You don't have to go there. Jared Goff, as we know, is uh, a winning quarterback. Because it's what have you done for me lately? Yeah, league. He's okay. a winning quarterback. Sure. He has that one win. <laughs> Pretty exciting. They're all just one win. One. He has that one win away from Sean McVay. <laughs> they put this weird stat up of of uh <laughs> of Jared Goff during that game that I it made me furious. It was like here's all the times Jared Goff has sucked mm-hmm. and led a team to a sucky record. But next to the following year, <laughs> and it's like this doesn't help me for this sucky year right now. Like this stat no. is not helpful for the fact that we're probably gonna lose today. Do you think they make changes on the in terms of the front um in terms of the offensive coordinator, who is it? It's Anthony Lynn, correct? Yes, Anthony Lynn. And I got like play calling Anthony pulled Lynn. away from him. Yeah, I like Anthony Lynn. I think if 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 he moves on, it'll be amicable. Mm-hmm. I don't think he just gets ripped uh, from the from the staff. I think there's going to be a conversation. I think that Dan Campbell realized or had to make a decision that said I am not going to uh, hide behind anything for this first year. I think it was more so one of those things than a, I don't, I think you're inept. And uh, I think that Anthony Lynn has its own, has his own personnel. He'd like to bring in or type of personnel. And I think that happens before you see a parting of ways. Fair enough. You just have to wonder once, uh, once, duties start being taken away how long the gentleman is for his current position yeah i think there's a couple things to consider one like how much are is he still involved with play-to-play influence and two is the head coach still willing to vouch for this guy uh, if he does decide to move on or if it's time to move on because the thing is like is it impacting my ability to get more employment you don't and that's Mm -hmm. where you'll start to get bitter if you get stuff taken away uh, so if there's some some justice, you know, about it, then then I think you can you can get, at least get out of the season clean and see what's up once the offseason starts. Uh, speaking of guys turning other guys into scapegoats, how about one of the the bigger shocks of the year that Matt Rule pulls out this I'm gonna I'm gonna save myself kind of move by firing Joe Brady midway through the season. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a turn of events in a lot of ways, but right? It it doesn't look good. I mean, you can see right through it. You got to figure it out if you're you're Carolina because this was the point. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was the point of the both of you, to be honest. So I do get it. Somebody's got to go and Matt Rule's like I'm not going to uh stay in the locker room. But this was the point. Like th- you were supposed to unveil some type of of ability to transform the offense, the offensive side of the ball. So it's more than one guy's fault. Yeah, well, and especially when that one guy is calling plays for a team that is what started three quarterbacks this year, including Cam Newton, who they signed off the scrap heat, who uh, again is dealing with you know season-ending injuries to their superstar running back. It just really feels like a bad move unless there was something else uh, going on behind the scenes and I would be furious if I was Joe Brady because if I remember correctly he got fired like two days after that Oklahoma head coaching job got filled yeah like hey 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 help me out here it's it's I don't know man and you think Matt Rule would have that finesse and that etiquette about him what about and Matt Rule makes you think that? Because of how he himself was um, brought along into the position he's in. He's had a lot of allies. He's had a lot of of peer peer boosting. So I would have figured, okay, at worst, at worst, you're going to pay it forward. Yeah, Rule, I mean, he had a, that weird situation, too, um, where... He took the he took a job, agreed to a job right before he he went to the Panthers. And then back he took I think it was a college job, and then he backed out immediately to take this other job. Which I look, it's an NFL head coaching job, you understand. But I don't know. I've I've never been a big Matt Roll guy. There's there's shadiness there to me. It's interesting. I have a, a good friend of mine, um, was the as- associate head coach under rule at temple so maybe i'll get some insider info but that's why i kind of figured like you know matt rule has car salesman-esque technique mm-hmm. but i thought the, the way that program was run from the inside out i'm thinking oh there's um there's real character here but you know could be wrong i mean there's nothing wrong with ambition uh some sometimes it just comes off poorly so mm-hmm. who the hell knows right who the hell it was it Miss Baylor under rules. Oh no, he, he went to Baylor 2019. Yeah, I forget. But regardless, <laughs> week 14 in the NFL, Mario Hines. We're here. We have made it. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, looks like maybe Dalvin Cook is going to play. Who knows? Uh, hasn't been ruled out yet. One thing we do know is Ben Roethlisberger is telling uh, his teammates that eh, this is probably it for me. Mm-hmm. Minnesota minus three at Bavada. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, I look at Minnesota, tiny, tiny Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't know how healthy they are, but they need to be healthy um, to win the rest of their football games. I'm trying to figure out if they're going to have all their weapons. I don't think they will. Give me the Steelers here who... Uh, feels wrong wrong, but like the way the vikings have been playing again without their playmakers 
the Steelers can pull games like that. Uh, so if I'm going with matchup, uh, the team that doesn't have the people that they need to, to score, they are going to lose. So give me the Steelers here. We just talked about this team a little bit. The uh, Atlanta Falcons traveled to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. And Bavada's got the Panthers minus two and a half at home. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to pick the Panthers either. <laughs> Go get your get your money because it all's, all's ugly in the house. All's ugly. You know, smoke's coming from inside of the house. Give me Falcons here who probably tried to find a couple of moral victories. Uh, in that Bucks game that they want to carry over. They've been steady as far as a a, con, a competitor. Uh, so this, to me, seems like um, a pretty definitive Falcons win. Not score-wise, but they'll control the game. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bavada's got the Browns also minus two and a half at home. Yeah, are the Ravens missing some folks? What's going on here with that line, man? I, I mean, know. we saw these teams play just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not. I was big wrong, big wrong about Lamar Jackson's bounce back game. It was the first one of its kind in my close analysis. So what do I do here? Do I double down on what I believe I've seen over his career? Or do I really think that the offensive woes are something of uh, Kansas City Chiefs-esque early in the season where just things aren't working. I'm going to go with the former. Lamar Jackson's bounce back a game late against a division rival. Has to have it. So give me the Ravens. Well, that, that game for the Ravens last week was an interesting one because uh, you know they theoretically tied the game with 12 seconds to go, but Harbaugh decided to try and go for two and uh, go get the win on the road. Where do you stand on that? Where what call. would your position be? I think he you do the right thing for his reasoning, for Harbaugh's reasoning. I don't have my guys, my corners. Right now we're losing. Washington's winning every route. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for for this overtime thing. Let's get out of here. My star quarterback hasn't been on. I just need him mm-hmm. to be on for one play. My offensive coordinator in my ear saying, "We've got the play. We've got the Three, we get three yards on this play every time, no matter how t- many times you run it, because the defense has to respect all the keys. Uh, yeah. And the great call, ran it, didn't execute. Your star quarterback falls short. So I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. And you, n- nine times out of ten, you think you get it. And that was the one out of ten. Yeah. If you can't get two yards, you don't deserve to win anyway. So it's yep. uh, a big balls move by, uh, by Harbaugh. The Dallas Cowboys traveled Washington to take on the Washington football team. And Bavada's got the football team plus four at home. Yeah, yeah, big, big win against the Saints on Thursday for the Cowboys last week. Almost forgot, you know, a forgotten game, which is what they needed. Out of the spotlight, get your W, figure out what's going on in the locker room. The football team is playing inspired offense. Kind of scary, scary team to play because at any given time, they have big plays to make. Uh, but I'm going to go Cowboys here to continue to try to position themselves uh, as, you know, a, a up-trending team heading into the mm. playoffs. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, and Bavada has the Titans minus eight at home. Yeah, give me the Titans here. The Jags, they, I think they have, if, if, you've, if, if you've paid attention, I haven't watched fully uh, an entire game, but 
the things I'm seeing is like they have settled into the team that they are, which mm-hmm. is a bit interesting because they're not uh, laying down at all, but they don't come outside of them outside of themselves to uh, win games or win plays or win series that they otherwise shouldn't win. It's kind of like if we get behind in the chains, we know what it is, what it's hitting for. You know, oh, if, if our run game's going a little bit, then our play action can work a tad bit, that type of thing. And the Titans, I mean, they're going to be all over that because they're just better at every level of matchup uh, offensively and defensively. So give me the Titans here. Yeah, they had, they had been competitive up until this game against the Rams last week when they mm-hmm. kind of got their, mm-hmm. uh, their butts handed to them. But what's interesting is the Jaguars benched James Robinson a lot of the game, you know, the last 20 offensive plays because of the fumbles, Trevor Lawrence came out today and said, Hey, that he needs to be on the field. Yeah. And that's what you do. That's what you do. One, you back up your guy, you keep the confidence, you say what you see as a leader and quarterback. And he was probably going to get his snaps back anyway. So it's, it's all like, it's all a part of the plan. I love it. I love it. I get what I get benching a guy for fumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, we're again, we're not in college, so be careful with that type of stuff, but I get it. Oh, I've been I've been excited to talk to you about another running back, Mario Hines. How do you feel about Kenneth Walker not making the Heisman Trophy finals? <laughs> a tale of two seasons, man. For real. A tale of two seasons, I guess, because and that's the problem, right? That's the problem that I'm I'm feeling with the whole college football playoff system. I'm not saying I I'm I'm against the teams that they have. I'm not saying that part of it. I'm saying that mm. the the Honing in and the hyper focus on those final four teams and what leads up to that is like if you're not in those final four teams or if you're not a part of the contribution to get there, your Heisman hopes are dashed. So it's like as soon as Michigan State was done, so was uh, Kenneth Walker. And it's like, well, then how are we going to ever get back to, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson being in the room and and stuff like that? So it, it, it bothers me a little bit there. Yeah, I thought it was crazy. I mean, when we watched that that Michigan State-Ohio State game, I think we both had the same thought that, oh, yeah, well, he's not going to win. But the fact that he, he doesn't even get invited three weeks later, it's bananas. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's it, Like I said, we got to be careful. We got to be careful with how much we're putting on these last three weeks of college football. The hype around it is so team-oriented that it's like, let's not forget these extraordinary uh, individual efforts that we, you know, no one was as consistent or as impactful to what their team is by the end of the season as Mm. Kendall Walker was. Absolutely. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Kansas city to take on the Kansas city chiefs and Bavada has the chiefs minus nine and a half at home. The chiefs have done it again. I don't think there will we'll see that machine that we were so accustomed to seeing for the last mm-hmm. two and a half years. But what they have done is created that level of, of, for lack of a better term, fear again in playing them to where other teams are kind of playing themselves out of it, whereas mm-hmm. the Chiefs don't necessarily capitalize on it anymore. Uh, this Raiders team is another team that won't be able to overcome their own you know, ineptitude to beat the Chiefs, even if the Chiefs aren't playing uh, A1 ball. Nine-point favorites, I'm going with it. Let's go with a 14-point win. I, I said this the other day, but I really do think the narrative of the Chiefs was defined by that loss to Tennessee. 
because had they managed to win that game, all anyone would be talking about right now is, oh, the Chiefs are 9-3 and three on a seven-game winning streak. This is the hottest team in football. The Chiefs are back. But because they lost that game, and now it's only a five-game winning streak, and they're not scoring 45 <laughs> points a game, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, the Chiefs are winning, but are they back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's the proper place for them to be in, locker room-wise as well. It's what they needed. Uh, I don't like the term humbling in this sense. But uh, it's a it's a OK, OK, OK. We know enough about us to um to win football games and winning the football game is really all that matters. You kind of forget that when you're you're putting up as many points as you want. Then you think, why am I not putting up as many points as I want instead of winning the football game? Yeah. The New Orleans Saints travel to New York to take on the New York football Jets. And Bavada has the Jets plus five and a half. Who's starting at quarterback for the Jets? The Jets will be starting Zach Wilson. The okay. Saints, unfortunately, will be starting Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, I always said both of these teams, they're the same team to me in, in that sense. Like, who are they starting? It greatly impacts how far or the, the ceiling for them. Uh, but give me the Saints here who have a, a better opportunity to create turnover uh, turnovers than the Jets. But, you know, uh, not worth not worth the ticket. Give me the Saints here, though. Uh, It would be ridiculous for me to disagree with the great Mario Hines, but I'm just Mm going to say this one time I do. I'm taking Jets. I'm taking Jets money line. I'll Mm. take that plus 190 because I think the Saints are terrible. Taysom Hill, that, that offense has no flow whatsoever. I think he had four interceptions last week. He was the team's leading rusher. They can't get anything established. And the Jets looked all right. They didn't look great, but they looked all right. Zach Wilson looked like he was starting to figure some things out, that the game was starting to slow down for him a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to take Jets playing to win this week against the Saints. I like it. I like it. I like it. Go for it. I can't see duplication of efforts when it comes to Jets stability, especially at the quarterback position. So that's where I'm like, you know what? There's... Hill's not going to throw four picks by by play call design alone. Could be five. Hands them. <laughs> Could be five. So we'll see. Let's see how this one goes. All right. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus seven and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was supposed to be the Seahawks. Who relief win finally? They mm-hmm. they did their thing last weekend as much as the Niners didn't. So uh, give me the Seahawks for two straight wins, uh, two two wins in a row. Well, can we double down on two wins in a row as the Detroit Lions head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos? Bavada has the Broncos minus eight at home. Man, we got nothing for that sometimey Broncos receiving core. Uh, I mean, our defense is the highlight week in and week out. I didn't like how Teddy looked. Um, last week, a little, you know, a little, a little nerve wracking for me, but not good, a little, not good. It was, it was uncharacteristic as far as I'm concerned, could be a little more characteristic for what's going on in the offense and the lack of continuity. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't go two in a row for the Lions. I mean, how hard it was to get that win. I don't even know, you know, there's college, the college hangover that we saw with Michigan state and stuff like that. If that's possible in the league, it's going to happen with the Lions this week. Give me the Broncos. 
The New York Giants travel to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bavada has the Chargers minus 10 at home. Yeah. 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 What I thought the Chargers were going to be last week, uh, what I thought the Chargers would be this week, they were last week. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what they're about to do to, to the Giants. Big money line because they're gonna they're gonna beat this by they're gonna beat this by not touchdown whole touchdown they're gonna win by seventeen maybe more. The Buffalo Bills travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bavada's got the Bucks minus three and a half at home. Great line here. I love the um, win getting your wins by any means. Bucks. I love mm. this version. I love. And I'm not saying Tom Brady is such a wizard that he's crafting these different ways to win, you know, for the experience. But, man, Mm -hmm. this is what you want to see. You don't want the overly good, almost like the Chiefs version of the Buccaneers. This is the team you want because they're going to play. They're going to actually show up. They're going to meet adversity. And uh, the Bills will offer up some of that. So give me the Bucs here. How about that Bills game last week where the Bills lose despite the fact that the opposing quarterback throws three passes, completing two of them? Yeah, like the Bills are... (laughs) Some people are backtracking off Josh Allen. I think there's other things going on. Um, I just think that they're they're not as uh, hard to defend schematically um, as once before. And it's tiring to play outside of your mind as a quarterback so and then you get the elements and you get bill belichick and yeah yeah three passes wins the game well i think 46 rushing attempts it was uh it was a game to watch it was a game that happened the uh san francisco for this is the tale of a couple of teams who were trying to rebound after bad losses last week the 49ers head to cincinnati to take on the cincinnati bengals and bavada's got the bengals plus one at home Ooh, so I mean, any other circumstance outside of, you know, this, then you got the Niners. But, oh, man, um, this is where I like to use humbling. (laughs) The Bengals, the Bengals, young fellas. There's something going on with Burrow. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's coming in healthy. I'm going Niners here. The final game of the week, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. And Bavada's got the Cardinals minus three at home. Yeah. Question for you. How good do you think the Cardinals actually are? I think they're very good. I think they're very good, to be honest with you. They uh, they got Kyler and, and Nuke back last week. Looked like they hadn't missed any time at all, fit right into that Mm -hmm. offense. I think... Kyler only threw the ball about 15 times, but that was dictated by the game plan. I think they're really, really good. Now, I do think there's an aspect of there might not be a dominant team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that is probably playing some part of it. The Cowboys have come back to earth. The Packers look good, but they don't look, they're not world beaters. The Bucks look good, but they're not world beaters. I I mean I guess I would make the Bucks the slight favorite to come out of the NFC right now, but my my number two team would probably be the Cardinals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all that to say, all that to say, the Cardinals should win this game, but because of the lack of dominance in one team, momentum is 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 carrying some of yeah. these weeks. 
And I think the Rams are bringing momentum. I don't think they're better than the Cardinals. I absolutely do not think they're better than the Cardinals. I think they win this week. So give me the Rams. Yeah, I mean, there's, there is something to be said about the Rams are currently 7-0 and on the road. and Or pardon me, the, the Cardinals are 7-0 and on the road. I know this is a home game. They're 3-2 and at home. But teams that are that good on the road, that, that shows me that they're together. They're one unit. They're... They are they're single minded in their focus, and I don't know. I feel I feel good. I feel confident about those teams. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, those are my thoughts. Uh, I look forward to hearing yours. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Mario and I are gonna go hang out on the Wisdom app right now. Uh, you'll be able to find that info on our uh, our social media. Football, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see where things go. But uh, that's going to be it for this week. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.